Welcome to the Rebel Woman Podcast. My name is Darielle Ash. I am your host. I am a life coach. I have a background in psychology and I am super bloody pumped to be chatting to some incredible guests and really honing in on what a rebel is in today's society. I feel as though in a world where we are constantly being told to improve, to change, to hide parts of ourselves, conform to an unrealistic idea of beautiful, healthy, and just killing it at life, acknowledging, embracing who you are at your core, your faults, your incredible qualities, all parts of you, that is a rebellious act. Now, when I think of a rebel woman, I think of the most feared individual on the planet, not because she is scary, but because she is the woman who does not require validation from anyone else to be worthy. The woman who is unapologetically failing and learning and growing. The woman who knows that the way that she looks should be the least interesting thing about her. I cannot wait to share all of the stories of my guests, um, all of the stories of myself as well with all of you. This is a truly special space to get you feeling empowered, inspired, and ready to embrace your inner rebel. Welcome to episode three. It's become a running theme that I'm going to sing in all of my little welcome clips of audio. So you are so welcome. I am so pumped uh, to share this episode with you. This episode is just me chatting. Uh, There are no guest speakers, but I am chatting about something that is so relevant right now. Um, especially during a global pandemic. So the topic of this episode is what happens to us when our heart is spread across the world. So I know a lot of us are feeling as though we are unable to connect with people the way that we used to, especially people that live in other places, other cities, other countries, other continents. Um, And it can be difficult. I mean, when we're not going through a pandemic, it can be difficult too. Um, But currently with all of the restrictions and the uncertainty, it can become a little bit overwhelming thinking about when we are going to see the people that we love that are far away from us again. So I thought it was really relevant and really appropriate and it totally hits close to home for me. Um, I have family all over the world as well as friends all over the world Um, and hitting extra close to home because I am getting married in about four weeks and a lot of people that I love so dearly cannot be there. So I hope that you guys get something out of this. Um, If you're currently feeling a little bit overwhelmed and not really feeling like you have connection, um, this is a good episode to listen to, 
but also keep in mind that it might get you a little bit emotional as it has gotten me emotional as well. So if you're finding as though the things that are discussed in this podcast are triggering you at all, please feel free to pause it, step away, and then come back when you're ready. Well, without further ado, here is episode three. Welcome. Let's get deep. (laughs) I thought that might be a nice way to start this. Um, I know that this topic is so relevant to so many of you um, and I cannot wait to speak on it. I also cannot just wait to share my personal experience uh, with this topic because as I mentioned in the introduction, it hits super close to home. So in episode one, you might have heard me talk about my travels and about the fact that I've lived in different countries. It has always been such a positive thing for me. Um, Being born in South Africa and and gaining that beautiful experience of living there, Uh, then moving to Perth, Western Australia and absolutely loving it here. And then traveling to the United States and living in California and experiencing all of that. In addition to that, traveling around the world and and visiting family that I've got in different countries as well. All of this, I feel as though has enriched my life and it's made me more grateful, more humble, um, It just fills my bloody heart, to be honest with you. And I've never witnessed it or felt it as a negative until I can't see these people or until I feel as though seeing these people is a long way away. So going to get really vulnerable straight up. Um, There's been a few instances that have made me sad (laughs) lately um, due to the current situation with the pandemic. So as I mentioned in my intro, I am getting married in about four weeks, which is super freaking exciting. Um, I happen to be marrying someone that I love the shit out of. Um, He's just a magnificent person and I'm I'm really lucky and I'm really grateful to be entering this marriage journey with him. When he first proposed, I couldn't help but think how excited I was about everyone that I love, everyone like deep inside of my heart um, coming together for my wedding day. And having my friends and family from different corners of the earth be in one space to celebrate this next chapter and this journey that my partner and I are about to embark on. So I was so pumped. He proposed about two years ago. (laughs) So this was pre-pandemic. 
and I got onto it with getting my bridesmaids invitations out there and asking beautiful, beautiful friends of mine to be bridesmaids. Two of them lived in other countries. So one of them is in California. The other is in Canada. Um, since then, obviously there's been a pandemic, so the chances of them even gaining access to the country are abnormally difficult slash impossible. So I've had to come to terms with it and I've had to replace two of my bridesmaids, which hurts my heart a little bit, but their replacements are bloody gorgeous and I love them too. So that's okay. Um, but I was really hoping that these two individuals would be there on my wedding day. I kind of went through this stage of denial for a little while, like, oh, the universe will work in my favor and <laughs> things will get better. It's okay. Um, my little optimistic attitude could only get me so far. Uh, and then I had to get a bit realistic. In addition to my two bridesmaids, um, my beautiful, beautiful grandmother, um, who recently passed at the beginning of this year. In my head, I knew that she could not get here, um, but I was praying and hoping that she'd be able to tune in via live stream. So we're going to live stream our wedding um, for family members that weren't able to make it. And I was deep down inside hoping that that would still be an option. Unfortunately, it is now not because the beautiful woman has passed away and I have a hole in my heart. <laughs> um, and I'm, yeah, I'm so heartbroken that this magnificent woman who has been such a incredible part of my journey in life, but also in shaping who I am, um, cannot witness such a beautiful day and cannot be a part of such a, a beautiful day. You can totally tell that I'm getting emotional. I warned you guys I'd get vulnerable. Um, when she passed as well, you know, my beautiful mum couldn't be there because we were going through a pandemic. We couldn't get to South Africa. That's where my gran was. If you know anything about South Africa and the, and the COVID situation over there, it's horrendous. Um, so being able to get to the country in the, in the first place is difficult, but then the chances of being stuck there and not being able to come back are very high. So my beautiful mother couldn't even fly over to say goodbye to her mum and couldn't be there for a funeral. So uh, it's been really difficult in that regard. Um, and then just to add to it, my beautiful, beautiful best friend and maid of honour actually lives in Australia, but in New South Wales. And the situation over there at the moment is not great. Um, 
and we're now getting a bit realistic about my best friend and my maid of honor maybe not being able to be here for my special day. So there's been a lot of sadness and a lot of little heartbreaks um, throughout this last couple of years and throughout planning my wedding. (laughs) A lot of people get really excited and motivated and super pumped to plan a wedding. This has been a bit heartbreaking for me. So I just feel for everyone else who might be going through something similar, who might not be able to see their family, who might not be able to spend time with them or have them involved in really special occasions. I feel you so deeply, so, so deeply. As humans in general, you know, we require connection and we require a sense of belonging in that connection. And given that so many of my beautiful friends, close friends, and so much of my family is spread across the world, what was once a really enriching, cool thing, like I could go visit my family and friends in really cool countries all around the world, is now something that's a little bit heartbreaking and a little bit sad. Um, I don't know how many of you can relate to this, but I'm sure it's a lot because this is a global pandemic. And let's be honest, especially in Australia, a lot of us are immigrants, if not all of us. Um, You know, it's really difficult. It's really difficult. As I was saying before, so as humans, we require connection, right? Um, to function without connection is feeling like you're losing a sense of belonging or safety. And well, that can be tough. That can be tricky. Um, we are not meant to be alone. We are not meant to be solely by ourselves and not be interacting with others and not be connecting with others. I think during This last two years, specifically for a lot of people, they have had trouble being alone with their own thoughts and not being able to connect to their loved ones and their friends the way that they would usually do so. There's a lot going on in the world right now. Let's just preface that. Let's just say there's a lot going on and and isolation is, is one of the biggest contributing factors when it comes to feeling really heavy feelings of, of depression and aloneness. Um, feeling alone and feeling lonely are really horrible, almost like helpless feelings. I would love to speak to you about what it is that I have done for myself to maintain a sense of connection and belonging through this time. But in addition to that, I'd love to talk to you about how much control we have over how we feel about these things. As much as I'm saying that we require belonging and we require connection to be okay as humans, there's alternative ways of of gaining that connection and belonging 
but also there are ways in which you can feel belonging and connection with yourself. Now, you may hear a lot of mental health professionals, a lot of people on the Instagrams and the Facebooks and all other media sources talking about the importance of connection through this pandemic. Um, And it might start to sound a lot like the same messaging, yet not really helping you with tips and strategies as to how you can maintain that connection (laughs) Um, and practical tips and strategies. So wham, bam, that's what I'm going to talk to you about. So these are things that I've personally used myself, but also things that I have encouraged my clients to use. Um, but also stuff that I've just found on the internet as ideas for connection. So the first one is a new way of connecting, but I mean, hey, we're like pretty much way into 2021, so it's not so new anymore, but Zoom and Skype and FaceTime dates with people. If you are not able to physically see people right now, if you are worried about seeing people, if you're worried for your health and your safety, but you still want to maintain a connection with someone, message them, ask them for a time that works for them, for you guys to have a Zoom date. Um, I've been doing it with my friends all over the world and it's been making my heart okay. (laughs) Um, the same way that you would hang out with a girlfriend or hang out with a dude or hang out with whoever you're hanging out with um, in person, you can do that over the internet. It might seem weird at first, but then it starts to become natural. Um, I like to make a cuppa before jumping onto any like friend dates um, or pour myself a glass of wine, whatever your preference is. Um, but really turn it into like a social engagement. Like if you were out at a wine bar, you would get a glass of wine and talk to your friend. Or if you were out at a coffee shop, you would get a cup of coffee and speak to your friend with that comfort there with you. I think it's really important to try replicate what was once normal so that it feels comfortable and it feels safe and it feels like you're connecting the way that you used to. I think another really great way of connecting is just having meaningful interactions with people. So instead of, and trust me, this is not real connection, (laughs) instead of scrolling through Instagram and liking people's things, maybe leaving a comment every now and again, that's not meaningful. You know, you don't get the same feeling of connection and feeling of gratitude that you would get if you sent your friend a text message or sent someone a messenger message, letting them know that you're thinking of them. As much as we want that connection from others, sometimes it requires us to put in that effort to be able to get that effort back from someone else. Even if that other person does not reciprocate, 
you have done something that has initiated connection and your body and your mind are already rewarding you and telling you that you've done something good and you feel warm. Um, I know that a lot of people might place expectation on other people getting back to them if they are messaging them. I highly encourage you to not have expectation on that, but rather have expectations of yourself and how it is that you're connecting with people, not how people are connecting with you. So that's my big tip for that one. So don't necessarily rely on people to respond to you, but that initial reaching out in a message can be really rewarding and really feel as though you're connecting with someone. Um, Be vulnerable. Let them know that you miss them. Let them know you miss the way that things used to be and that you guys used to talk all the time and and now you're feeling a little bit sad about it. Um, Vulnerable, open, real communication really does just help you feel connected to others. Um, A new way, and if you know me, (laughs) you'll know this is my favorite way to communicate. Um, A new way to communicate that I love is voice memos. So on Messenger, on Instagram, I mean, there's a Voxer app as well that's amazing for that, even though I've never used it, but I've heard great things. Um, Sending voice notes to people and then playing those voice notes and hearing someone's voice instead of just reading a text message. Oh, it's such a beautiful feeling. So like even like, you know, if you're used to just sending texts or, you know, just typing things, recording your own voice and having someone else hear that is so much more of a personable experience than just typing something. So I can not recommend this enough. If you feel really awkward doing it, just practice it a little bit, like with your mom or something. (laughs) Um, If you feel really awkward and on a lot of apps, because they've got it on WhatsApp as well, um, on a lot of like voice memo recordings, um, you'll usually have a time limit. Um, So on Messenger, that time limit is a minute. So just keep that in mind that after a minute it will it will stop and then you have to start a new recording which is totally okay sometimes little minute grabs of your voice is enough and that's great um but again cannot recommend that enough that personable touch just really helps you to feel like that person is there with you and you are there with that person as opposed to just sending text um i also really want to talk about connecting with ourselves. Um, If you don't know me and you don't know how much I talk about taking myself on dates and building a positive relationship with myself, this might sound a bit strange and that's okay. Um, I ask you to have an open mind. When I talk about connecting with yourself, I'm talking about building a really positive relationship with yourself. And you can do that through spending quality time with yourself doing things that you love and maybe even doing things that you would usually require another person to do. Um, Example, dates, taking yourself on dates. I know a lot of people are limited in what they can do right now with restrictions and and COVID, Um, but if you are not limited right now, 
I so encourage you to take yourself out for a coffee, sit in the coffee shop and actually experience your own company. A step up from that might be taking yourself out for lunch and sitting there, not scrolling through your phone, just enjoying your food and drink and enjoying the experience of being in a cafe or a restaurant without another person. You get this sense of reconnection to yourself, but also just bam, does it help with your confidence? (laughs) You kind of walk out of there thinking like, well, I don't need anyone to feel like I can go have a good time or I don't need anyone to feel as though I'm special because I've already made myself feel special. Um, I've got gorgeous clients that will take it up a notch. They'll even go out for dinner on their own, which I love and I do as often as I can as well. Um, But even as simple as going and buying themselves flowers because maybe they don't have someone to buy them flowers or maybe we don't actually need someone else to buy us flowers and it's it's something we can do for ourselves. So going and um, getting a takeaway coffee and a, and a bunch of flowers for yourself, that is connection with yourself. That is building a positive, beautiful relationship with yourself. At the end of the day, belonging and connection is so important externally with others But if you are not connected to yourself and you do not have a positive relationship with yourself, chances are your connections with others are going to suffer because you don't quite understand who you are and what you like and what you don't like and what fills your soul and what doesn't fill your soul. The way that you figure that out is on your own and doing things that you love and doing things that light you up. So whatever situation you are currently in, if you can go out, I encourage you, take yourself on a bloody date, go see a movie or something as well. I love going to the cinemas by myself. Um, Also, I don't have to share popcorn and that's great. (laughs) Um, But just having that whole experience of something that you would usually do with someone else, but you're doing it by yourself and you're kind of like this badass mother trucker that can just do anything and doesn't rely on others. Um, I am in no way encouraging you to stop interacting with other people because that is bad and we do not want that. (laughs) What we do want is you feeling as though you like your own company And you can enjoy things in your own company without relying on someone else to buffer or without relying on someone else's connection. All right. Those are my, those are my tips for connecting with ourselves. I mean, another great way just to chuck this last one in there. Another fantastic way to connect with yourself is just being alone with your thoughts For a lot of us, that's super uncomfortable. And if it is uncomfortable for you, you should probably do it more. Um, A lot of people don't like just sitting and doing nothing. But just sitting and doing nothing is number one. It's a break for your brain because your brain is overstimulated all of the time. So it's a form of self-care, sitting and doing nothing. Um, But another thing that it does is that it allows anything that you've been pushing down emotionally to come to the surface. And it's kind of like this moment of 
forcing you to feel your stuff. Um, It might be uncomfortable initially, but that's what helps you move through challenges is actually feeling your emotions and moving through them. So another thing that I encourage you to do is just sit every now and again, set a timer on your phone, sit on the floor, don't have any music or anything playing, just sit in silence or maybe just lie down in silence, stare at the roof for a little bit um, and just force yourself to do nothing. That again is quality time with yourself because it's a, it's a form of self-care and it's doing something that's good for you. All right. I do want to make this a shorter episode um, because Lord knows I like the sound of my own voice. Um, <laughs> but you know what? It's always so much more interesting when there's someone else that I'm talking to. Um, and my next guest is, oh, she's incredible. So I just wanted to wrap this up by saying that we have a certain amount of control over how we feel that we don't talk about enough. Um, When it comes to feeling upset about something or angry about something or frustrated about something, we actually have more control over that feeling than we know. So we cannot control what is happening in the world around us. We cannot control other people's behavior and how they speak to us. We cannot necessarily control what's going on pandemic-wise. We can just keep ourselves safe. Um, What we can control is the way that we process it, how much information we take in, and how we treat ourselves, right? I just want to repeat that. All right. What we can control is how we process that information. Well, what's going on in the world, how we process it, how much of it we're taking in and what we do for ourselves, how we take care of ourselves. Those are the things that are within our control. So My huge tips for you, if you are feeling a sense of overwhelm with so much uncertainty in the world and you feel as though you're not in control because there's just so much that is outside of your control, I encourage you to start taking some control back and what you can control is what you're doing. So for example, if you are in a lockdown right now in Australia and you're not allowed to necessarily leave the house unless it's for a daily walk or going to the supermarket, I encourage you to structure your day because that is within your control. I encourage you to write a schedule for your day. At 9 a.m., I'm going to wake up and treat myself really nicely and make a cup of tea. At 11 a.m., I'm going to smash out some work, and then I'm going to reward myself with my one daily walk outside. After that, I'm going to smash out a little bit more work and then I'm going to connect with a friend. And then after that, I'm going to have a beautiful dinner with my partner whilst putting my phone away. And then after that, I'm going to go to bed, maybe doing some breathing exercises and relaxation before bedtime. Writing that down 
and having it in front of you as a visual aid is going to help you feel as though you are more in control of your day. When we shift our attention and our focus to what we can control, the stuff that we cannot control becomes less overwhelming. So I encourage you to do that if you are currently in a situation where you are feeling like so much is outside of your control and you don't necessarily have to be in a lockdown to be able to do that. That's just a general mindset tip. So if you are struggling with feelings of overwhelm and uncertainty, I encourage you to gain a little bit of structure and write down the things in your day that you want to do, the things that you have to do, and create a bit of a schedule for yourself until you feel as though you are gaining control back. I am not saying you need to write a schedule for yourself every single day. Um, It might become something that you become less reliant on as time goes by, but it is a great tool to help you refocus your attention on things that you can control and focus less of your attention on everything else. All right. So that is my, that is my Darielle tip for dealing with overwhelm and uncertainty. When I thought about recording this episode, I was a bit worried. I thought I was just going to bawl my eyes out and it wouldn't go well. Cause I'd just be like, sniffing and and crying and, (laughs) and, um, feeling all of the feels. And I mean, there was a moment there, there were some tears. It happened. Um, I'll totally take a photo of myself after this and post it. (laughs) Um, but again, I'm taking my own advice right now and what I can control is how much I'm interacting with these beautiful, beautiful humans that I can't see in person. And these beautiful humans that might not be a part of my wedding, these beautiful humans that, you know, I am unable to travel to, I am going to put effort, proper effort into interacting with them and connecting with them in any way that I can, whether that be Zoom dates or a million voice memos, watch out friends, they're coming your way. Um, But I am going to make conscious effort to connect with people that I love, that I miss, that I'm so sad that I can't see. I'm going to make a conscious effort to connect with them. Um, I always wrap up. I love that. I said, I always, I've got two episodes. Um, (laughs) In the last two episodes, I have finished up by asking my guest or myself who my inner rebel is and, or who their inner rebel is and for this reflection is going to get me. Um, but today My inner rebel is the woman that is going to get married in four weeks, potentially without her best friend, uh, without her beautiful friends and family that she wished could be there. But that inner rebel is 
the woman who is pushing through and is making the best of situations, even though they suck, um, but is still excited about spending the rest of her life with her partner, um, no matter what that celebration looks like. So my inner rebel is the woman who is pushing through and bouncing back no matter how many little heartbreaks she has along the way. I would love to hear from you who your inner rebel is, and I would love to share it at the end of my podcast episodes. I love hearing from you. I've gotten so many beautiful messages from so many of you speaking about your inner rebel, and it has honestly filled my soul. So please let me know who is your inner rebel, and I will do my best to share some of them on the next episode. Speaking of the next episode, I have the beautiful, beautiful, beautiful no-named person because I'm not going to name them. (laughs) Speaking with me, I will give you a little hint. We are going to be honing in on body image in a big way. Um, I'm so excited to talk with her about this because it is 100% her jam and her specialty and her field. So I cannot wait for you guys to hear it. Um, And I can't wait to be in your ear holes again. Thank you for holding space for me in your ear holes. (laughs) While I poured my heart out today, um, that was me being super real. And I feel like we need more of these real, raw, unfiltered fucking podcasts out there. (laughs) So there it is. There it is, my rebel women and rebel people out there. Take care of yourselves. I am sending big, big, big hugs your way. Huge hugs. Hugs for you, but hugs for me too, you know. I'm hugging myself right now as we speak. Hands are around me. I am giving myself a freaking cuddle. Um If you do not like hugs, I'm sending you some epic fist pumps as well. You can have one of those too. (laughs) I will be in your ear holes again soon. Take care of yourselves.